I was watching a Steve Harvey video recently and a woman in the audience was talking about this guy that she liked and couldn't figure out how to get him to like her or something like that. And Steve Harvey stopped her and said, why, why are you acting like he's the prize? You're the prize. Y'all ladies need to quit acting like men are the prize. We're not the prize. You're the prize. And that really hit me. And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of Wonderful Life. How to really be the prize. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't want to be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life is my way of describing how it feels when you've made peace with being single. I've always wanted to be married and have a family, but I'm well over 40 and that hasn't happened for me. And for me, that's always been a source of sadness because part of my definition of a fulfilled life is being a wife and a mother. I know a lot of women prefer to be single and they don't want a man, but I want a man. I don't prefer to be single. But I got to the point where I said, I just want to be happy. And the singleness does not seem to be changing. And so I better figure out how to make peace with being single and be happy even if I never get married. And that's what wonderful life is about. It's about finding that peace and contentment even if you're single and you don't want to be. So I was watching Steve Harvey recently and he was saying to this woman, y'all women gotta quit acting like we're the prize. Men are not the prize, y'all are the prize. And that really struck me because I know that I've done that in the past. I've seen my girlfriends do it, which is I really like that guy. I wish he would like me back. How come he doesn't like me back? What can I do to make him like me? And in this demographic that we're in, in the United States right now, there are more single professional women then there are single professional men, especially over 40. And so even when you take out the people who don't want a relationship, uh, gay men and gay women, you take everybody out of who are in those categories, you still have way more women than you have men. And so it's easy for us to get into a mindset which is, I just want, I want a man and there's not very many of them and how can I get one? And I've even used a phrase on this show, probably in this episode, where, you know, how can I find a man? I gotta find a good man. Or one of our girlfriends meets somebody and we're like, well, she's lucky, he's really nice. And so we act like it's the equivalent of winning the lottery when a woman meets a good man. And I get that. And the numbers bear this out. Women all over the country are complaining of the dearth of good men. It's real. There really are fewer high value men, professional men, than there are professional women. So it's a real situation. That's not what I'm trying to talk about. What I'm trying to talk about is the situation up here in our brains, which is that lack of men puts us into a mindset of, oh my God, I gotta get one. How can I find one? And that leads us to basically negotiate and settle for less because we think, well, maybe he's not really what I wanted, but there's just not many great men out there or they're all gay or they're all married or they're all taken. So this is what showed up. Maybe I can work with it. And so a lot of times women, we put up with men who are disrespectful. 
We put up with men who won't commit. We put up with men who don't call when they say they're going to call. We put up with men who don't show up on dates or cancel dates or men who don't even plan a date or men who drink too much or men who just don't care or they don't want to be bothered with your feelings. In Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, the book by Steve Harvey, he talks about how if there were no women, men wouldn't shower, they wouldn't shave, uh, they wouldn't really care about driving a, a nice car. They would get a decent car just to get them through a drive-through. They the only furniture they would really have would be some kind of bed to sleep on, a recliner, and a really big, nice TV. And what he talks about is that the reason men go out and do the things that they do, they try to dress nice, they keep themselves up, they go to the gym, they drive nice cars, is because they want to do those things to show women, hey, I'm a good provider. No, I'm, I'm the right guy for you. I can provide. It's kind of like how in the animal kingdom, when you look at birds or different animals, most of the time the male is more showy. Okay, so like think about when we see peacocks, the pretty peacocks we see, those are males. Even birds, usually the more colorful birds are males and they're like that to attract the female. And during like mating season, you'll see the males kind of showing off because they want the female to pick them. And getting into that, I need to find a man mindset, I think is counterproductive. And I think about Proverbs 18.22, which says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. He finds her. Now I've heard people say, yeah, but you know, it's just like a job. You can't just sit home every day and hope a job comes to you. Or if you want a new vacuum cleaner, you can't just sit at home and hope that one shows up on your doorstep. You know, you have to go out there and look for a vacuum cleaner. And I agree with those things. But finding a job and finding a vacuum cleaner is so different than a relationship. And the dynamic is different. Yeah, as a single woman, I have to work. So if I need a job, yeah, I do have to be proactive and go out there and find a job that is a lot different than what needs to take place if I want a relationship. I'm not saying don't be available. If you wanna be out there on online dating or be with a matchmaker or go to speed dating or whatever, great. You know, tell your friends you're single, you know, be on Tinder or whatever you're doing, fine. But that's different than I'm gonna go find a man. Think about this. Men are competitive. Men like to play sports. They like to watch sports. They like to bet on all manner of things. They'll bet on everything from a horse race to a football game to, hey, let's see if I can like get this trash in the trash can over there. Oh, I missed it. Okay, they're competitive. And why does a man want to compete? Because he wants to win. And what do you want to win? A prize. Where the prize? Now you might be sitting there thinking, but I'm not sure if I'm a prize or I'm not sure someone else will think I'm a prize. And if you've been single for a while, it's easy to get in that mindset of, well, maybe I'm not a prize because nobody picked me. But here's how we have to change our thinking. A lot of times we want a relationship because we feel like, well, if somebody chose me and someone loved me, then that would 
then I would know that I was loved and I was desired. The problem is that we have to first believe we're the prize and then someone else will see us as the prize. I say this in many episodes, the number one thing that men report as being what they think is sexy, it's not big boobs, it's not long hair, it's confidence. So when you're confident and you know you're the prize, then men pick up on that. And by the way, if a man doesn't think you're the prize, you don't want him anyway. So George Clooney was a confirmed bachelor for years. Now he had been married, he was divorced, and he was divorced and single for a long time. And he had a whole string of beautiful girlfriends, if you remember, models and cocktail waitresses and I don't know, athletes and this, that. I mean, just gorgeous women. If you Google George Clooney girlfriends, you'll see all these beautiful women he's been with over the years. And then he met Amal Alamuddin, and she's very successful in her own right, um, a human rights attorney. And he was just completely smitten with her whenever he met her. And they were dating for five or six months and he proposed. And of course now they're married. I think Amal is gorgeous. I love that look that she has, very striking and exotic. But some people, when you look at her photo against the other women he's dated, she's not that traditionally like pretty look. And there are some people who might say, well, she's not as beautiful as some of these other women, but she was the prize. And George Clooney believed that she was the prize and he didn't want her to get away. And in fact, in Vogue last year, uh, one of the things that he was reported as saying was he was talking to a friend of his about Amal and he said, I better ask her to marry me, huh? Like I'd be really stupid to let her get away. And the friend was like, yeah. Okay, well he had never said that about anybody else. And what's interesting is that Amal turned him down for a dinner date at least three times. He was emailing her, calling her, and she was always like, you know, I'm just busy. I don't have time to have dinner with you. George Clooney! She just played it cool like she had her own life. Even now, she doesn't fall all over him like, oh, yeah, it's George Clooney. In fact, he jokes that he's Amal's husband. But she acted like the prize, and he loved it. Kate Middleton, when she and Prince William were in college, Prince William had noticed her, but she always just kind of blew him off and ignored him while the, all the other girls in college, like at the cafeteria, were always like, you know, notice me, pick me, wanting to sit with him and hi. She just was like, she kind of ignored him, wouldn't make eye contact with him, wouldn't even try to speak to him. And then when they started dating, apparently a girlfriend said to her like, wow, you're so lucky to be dating him. And she looked at the friend and was like, he's lucky to be dating me. Hey, that's the prize mindset. In the movie Elizabeth I starring Kate Blanchett, there's a scene towards the end of the movie, uh, and this is not historically accurate, but Kate Blanchett um, is being told by, Queen Elizabeth is being told by one of her advisors, men want to touch the divine. Men want a piece of the divine. They, they want a goddess. They want someone that they can look up to and strive to please and someone that they can worship. And I'm not talking about, you know, taking the place of God or anything like that. I'm just saying that 
you know, men want that ideal. And that is true. Men tend to idealize the woman that they love. When a man loves you, he doesn't notice that you have cellulite or that you have wrinkles. But he might look at one of your girlfriends and be like, well, you know, she doesn't look that great. You, he sees as being perfect. That's because he loves you. And men want that. They and, and don't we all, in this day and age, don't we all want someone that we can look up to and be like, wow, that person is really inspirational. Wow, that's somebody I wanna be like, or that's someone that I would love to learn from. You know, and so many times with the 24-hour news cycle and social media, we just learn so many disappointing things about the people that we admire and respect. And so all of us want that person or that thing in our lives that we're just like, wow, inspiring us and encouraging us to be a better person. Well, men want that. That's what women are. Now, this isn't saying that you have to be perfect and you have to be divine and you have to be no mistakes or nothing wrong with you. It's about the mindset that I'm the prize. And so I should not be texting him and when are we going to go out and gosh, I hope he likes me. I don't care. I'm the prize. And that goes a long way in helping you feel confident. And again, I'm telling you, listen, men pick up on things, okay? Men have radar just like women do. And you know how you can walk into a room and be like, I don't know, cut the tension with a knife in here. Or your mom or your girlfriend calls you and you're like, what's wrong? Like you can hear it in their voice. Even if they're like, no, I'm fine, but like, no, uh, 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 what's wrong? Well, men are the same way. They can pick up on when you're confident or when you're not confident. And that is a mantra that I have really taken as my own, which is I'm the prize. So when I start getting into a mindset of, I wonder if he's gonna call me, I wonder if that guy likes me, I wonder if this is gonna happen, I go, I'm the prize. They should be sitting around wondering how to get me, I'm the prize. And again, remember, Amal Clooney and Kate Middleton, they didn't become the prize once George Clooney and Prince William picked them. They already believed they were the prize, and I think that's why they got picked. What do you think? Are you the prize? And put that in the comments and let us know your thoughts on whether or not you're the prize. Wonderful Life is a dialogue, not a monologue, and we want to hear from you. Now, it's really almost impossible to feel like you're the prize when your heart has been broken. And if that's the case, you might want to check out our ABCs of Healing. That is a free video program that we have that will help you jumpstart healing from a broken heart. You can go to bit.ly forward slash ABCs of Healing. You might also want to go to wonderfullife.com. We post a new blog there every Friday. We have lots of great content there for you. You might want to join our newsletter. We have lots of cute merchandise for you to check out. And thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time right here on Wonderful Life.